Dana Nachman, filmmaker, director of Bat Kid Begins. But before we get into that uh, interview with her, we got some things to clean up. We have some business to talk about, some things to discuss. So Arkham Knight is about to uh, actually... When you hear this... When you hear this... Arkham Knight will have been out for... Two days. Two days. Almost three. three. Yeah. So tweet us photos of... It can be a week from now. It can be two weeks, a month from now. Tweet us photos of you with the game, holding up, holding it next to like a Batman shirt, whatever you want to do. If you're holding it, whatever. It could be your face next to the start screen. You could be on the toilet with your copy of uh, Arkham Knight, and just just tweet at Shannon on Bat hashtag hashtag Shannon on Batman capital A capital K. Make sure that you make that happen. We want to see people's response, reactions to the game. This is the last time this the Arkham games are going to be out, so let's make it a special thing. I'm excited to play it. Um, I was going to go get it this evening, but business things took place and tornadoes happened, so unfortunately I'm not able to get it tonight. But we are going to be doing a special... Uh, Commentary track, a stream. What, what do you when, call it? when you guys listen to this episode? We will have already done it, so you can check videos of that. We'll be posting like the replays of it on YouTube or whatever. We'll be tweeting out and all that, so you'll get alerts of that. But if you're interested in more of that kind of content, I'll probably be live streaming every night for the next week or so on twitch.tv forward slash the Mr. Toodles. If you follow me on Twitter or whatever, I'll be tweeting it out whenever I go live. So if you're into watching the game because you can't play yourself or whatever, definitely tune in, and I'll be like talking to you guys live when we're going through the game. Yeah, I'll be. Me and Tom are gonna do like a commentary. Like we're gonna be just like watching Kyle play the game, but we're also gonna do a separate episode within the game itself. With, with I don't. We won't be playing the game, but we'll talk about like our reactions. We, we'll, we'll like do we'll a, then, like like a review recap kind of thing later on. Yeah, it's gonna be like a week or two. Whenever we beat the main story of the game. Um, and we'll do that for sure. Um, we're excited to play the game. It's the excited. We've seen some reviews. Uh, so far, so good. There's only been like a few like little minor complaints about the game that if Kai wants to briefly talk about that. Well, yeah, basically, do. if you go to Metacritic and look at Batman Arkham Knight reviews, you'll see that probably like 90% of the reviews are positive with, it, with the occasional mixed review. And if you go and look at the mix reviews, most of them are just saying how, like, there's maybe a couple of minor issues with some of the new mechanics of the game compared to, like, City whatever. But, like, for the most part, the game is completely solid. It's, like, the best combat of the series so far. It's a good story, whatever. So, so about the Batmobile thing, Batmobile thing that we Yeah, did. like, to go more specific into, like, some of the gripes, I've heard some people say that their issues with the game is that there's a large number of these, like, tank sequences where you, like, turn the Batmobile into a tank and you're, like, shooting... Other vehicles or something? Other tanks? Other tanks? Yeah. And they say that it just feels kind of weird because, you know, being Batman in a tank shooting tanks doesn't really make much sense. 
but right. whatever, it's it's part of the game. So the other, only other thing we heard was like mediocre battle. With oh, the like mediocre boss battles, but by this point, it's kind of a serious. It's always staple. kind of been the case. Yeah, yeah, like even Asylum, Cities, Origins—they all had kind of mediocre boss battles. I mean, there's a boss battle in Origins where you literally hit the triangle button on PS4 or PS3. Sorry. Yeah, and the, the electrocutioner it. fight, it's just one button press and it's over. What about, what about hiding from uh, Scarecrow's gaze? <laughs> those are asylum. those are kind of fun. I like the like story that surrounds all that, even though the fight themselves isn't that excellent. Yeah. Yeah, we're really but excited. Arkham Knight, like, obviously we're excited for it. And don't forget to tweet us a picture of you with your brand new Arkham Knight if you're game. If you're playing the game, you can tweet us it. If you're, like, about to... Uh, finish the game. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers, please. Right. Tweet at us if you like. If you have like a shirt with the Arkham Knight shirt on, just send us some Arkham Knight. Use stuff. the hashtag Shanlian on Batman. Batman. Capital A, capital K. Um. So yeah, but before we get into the the, the meat, meat of the show, oh, the meat of the show, the meat. Um. Go check out a, a Facebook page that we've kind of just recently linked up Made to. Made a little friendship with. Yeah. yeah. Um, DC Movies. Exclamation with an, point. With an exclamation point. DC Movies. Facebook.com forward slash DC Movies. And then the DC Cinematic Universe on yes. Facebook as well. Um, Hit up a guy. Uh, his name was Chad. I'm not going to give out his last name. Um, really, nice really, really nice guy. Um. We're looking to like kind of like just help each other out with Facebook stuff and everything. So uh, check out DC Movies exclamation point and then DC Cinematic Universe for your all your latest DC Cinematic uh, Universe movie news for photos um, or movie reviews things. Oh, you just want to you just want to hook up with other fans of what you love. They're just a good place to look for them. Oh yeah. Like, uh, like I usually look just through their photos because they're always, like, posting new awesome photos. Like, there's one with, um, I, be- I believe it was the uh, Jared Leto Joker in the Batsuit. Saw that on there. And there's another one the other day that I saw. But, yeah, definitely check them out. They're, it's a great community. They don't, they, they do not deal with trolls at all. They, they're very, uh... Well, Tom saw that one last night. What, what would you see? What would you say about how they deal with trolls? Actually, I was very pleased. Um, they're kind of in the uh, Shailene on Batman boat when it comes to trolls. Just uh, shut them down with facts, make them feel stupid, and that's the end of it. Um, we ran into some riffraff where the kind folks said uh, DC Universe. Exclamation point there. DC Movies. Uh, crap, see, I already messed everything up. DC Movies, exclamation point, posted something about Shannon on Batman and gives, check us out, you know, give us a couple likes. And the first thing somebody had to say was, oh, they're affiliated with Mark Hughes, and Mark Hughes said this, and pretty much they took care of it by saying, excuse me, uh, where did Mark Hughes say this, and do you have any proof of this? Because there's no need to talk about people like that. The guy shut his mouth, they got rid of the comment, and everything was good. Yeah, like, we, we're definitely pro that. So, yeah, like... Drama-free. Yeah, uh, definitely check out DC uh, Movies. Um, definitely check out DC Cinematic Universe for all your latest updates on anything DC Cinematic Universe. 
any DC movies coming out, shows, animated stuff, you name it, it's on that Facebook page. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Welcome to episode 35 of Shailen on Batman. We are pleased to have on uh, our, a very special guest who's directed some documentaries uh, from Witch Hunt, Love, Hate, Love, The Human Experiment, and coming out uh, Friday, Bat Kid Begins. Please welcome to uh, Shailen on Batman, Dana Knock. Welcome. Hello. How Thank are you, you tonight? Oh, it's our, it's, it's our pleasure, yeah. for sure. Definitely. Um, so let's hop right into this. Uh, let's set the uh, let's set the stage for who Dana Nachman is. Like, where did you grow up? Like, what what did you do? Where did you go to school? I grew up in Port Chester, New York, which is um, a suburb outside of, of Manhattan, about thirty minutes north. Um, I went to school in Connecticut, uh, Trinity College, and then I went to NYU for graduate school in journalism. And um, I was a television producer for a long time. And then I um, fell in love with documentaries when I got assigned to do a couple documentaries at my job um, at NBC here in the Bay Area. And then at some point I was doing documentaries. I had my day job. I had kids and I had to kind of make a choice. And so the uh, realistic day job had to go. <laughs> now I'm on this crazy odyssey of documentary and independent film did you always want to be a documentarian you know no I, I wanted to be a journalist and a television producer and so it's a kind of a logical um you know step from a journalist so I think it's it's kind of the same thing but now once I got the bug of, of doing stories that were 60 minutes 80 minutes 90 minutes I didn't want to go back to doing a, a 90 second segment story. on tv <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle's got a question he wants to hit you up with next. All right, let's let's jump straight into uh, Bat Kid Begins. Uh, where did you first meet Miles? How did that all begin? So I um, met Miles after The Wish. I actually got involved with it after The Wish. Mm -hmm. um, I was not one of the two billion people who followed it <laughs> online. Right. I missed the entire thing. I was editing something. I wasn't on social media that week. I wasn't, I obviously was in a cave somewhere and I missed the whole thing. And when I heard about it after, I was like, oh, that would have been such a cool story. I mean, just the fact, like I was on a conference call with a whole bunch of like middle-aged men and they were all talking about it and crying about it. And I thought it was such a funny thing that all these men were interested in it. So I learned about, you know, I went online, I figured out what it was and I, I was like, ah, oh, that's too bad. I missed that. What a great, inspiring story um and and meanwhile i had done like three like the films that you had mentioned earlier that one was about wrongful conviction one was about terrorism and one was about uh toxic chemicals in our environment and they're all really dark and depressing and um i was looking for something a little lighter and i was looking for something um that my kids my kids were begging me to do a story that they would like and so this happened um i was lucky enough to get a meeting with the make-a-wish foundation in san francisco and uh it turned out people had approached them to do a documentary, but they were so inundated uh, with the wish uh, that they didn't have time to deal with the documentary crews. Right. And so yeah. that was very lucky for me. The timing was great because they kind of had just come up for air and had time to deal with me. And when we were at that meeting, I said, you know, what did you intend to happen? And they said, Oh, we just intended for like 200 people to show up because 200 people would seem like a crowd to a five-year-old. And that's right. really all that mattered. Right. And then when I heard that they wanted 200 people and 25,000 people showed up and then close to 2 billion people online. That's when I really knew I wanted to tell the story of like what would make so many people just 
skip out of work that day and go cheer on a little boy. And so um, I basically, at that point, they said that they had three other people who were interested. And I was like, oh, I got I got my competitive hackles up and I wanted, you know, like, how can I convince her to let me do this? Um, but they did. And I was so lucky. I watched you in an interview earlier when I was doing a little research and uh, I kind of heard you go through that story. That was almost like an overnight thing, right? Like you kind of like found out about Miles and was like, oh my gosh, I want to do something. And then bam meetings about doing it right it was crazy like so my friend who she and i used to job share she just so happened she and i were on the phone i said you know what story are you working on she's like oh i'm trying to get an interview with the fat kid and i was like oh that was a great documentary and she said oh well i'm gonna hang up when when we you know we hang up i'm gonna call them and, and she's like do you want to ask if they meet with us and literally the next day yeah like 9 a.m we're in their office and we were gonna have like a half hour meeting which turned into two and a half hours we totally like hit it off um uh, my friend lisa and i and the make-a-wish foundation people we just hit it off and it, we were off and running uh and it took them i think i should go back on my email and look like i would say like it felt like 10 days i don't know how long it was for them to come back and say yes and i was like dying i was like just please let's do it so you're like on pins and needles waiting do i have it do i not have it <laughs> uh, yeah you know how like you don't want to like be too forward like i wanted to email every day and be like hey i'm really strange so i didn't want to do that <laughs> So, okay, so are you a Batman fan? Are you a casual fan? Or are you just kind of, like, thrown into this because... I was totally thrown into it. So don't ask me any too hardcore. No, no, we, well, we were just curious as what <laughs> But you're... I'm, like, a huge fan now. Like, so I wasn't, like, my, my son is seven, and he's really into Star Wars. Um, so we were more into, like, Star Wars right now. And growing up, I really liked the super Superman. Like, I just didn't. I, the Batman kind, I missed Batman, really. Um, uh-oh, sorry. Is it bad, Superman? No, no, you're <laughs> good. You are fine. Um, and so, but now, you know, because of the way I've learned so much and, and been surrounded by all these amazing Batman fans in the making of this of this movie, and, like, I mean, I have so much Batman paraphernalia. Like, somebody sent, one of my friends from college sent me this amazing sign that said, like, what is it? Like, um, be all you can be unless you can be Batman and then be Batman and I have <laughs> in the foyer of my house now. And I think it's, you know, I totally get it now why people love him and, uh, and the whole storyline. And now I'm a huge fan. <laughs> so you have you like had any like days of like, just have like crazy Batman movie marathons or you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And the, and the Adam West show. Yeah. I had a lot of learning to do. And so, yeah. yeah. And I still can, I still can bone up. I probably should, should watch them again. Cause I was kind of in the throes of, my project now i can probably watch them a little more casually right 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 so how so you get the nod from them saying yes we want you to do it you get all your 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 crew together now how long did it take you to actually film and interview everyone right so um i think they said yes like in the middle of january and i started actually before they even said yes this was pretty cool um and it was before the new year so it was in december they were they called and they said oh we're having kind of a wrap-up meeting with the police chief would you like to come shoot that? So I took that as a really good sign that they were like gearing towards yes, you know? Right. So we went and we shot that as like kind of like a good faith effort, you know? We shot with the police chief. I mean, you don't just get in the room with the police chief very often. So we shot that and then we were kind of on our way. And so we started shooting in like that in December and then January, February. And then, sorry, to answer, I didn't answer your question earlier about Miles and his family, but so it was after kind of we became more close with the Make-A-Wish people that, that Make-A-Wish approached the family for us mm -hmm. and said, you know, we want to we do this project. 
Um, and oh, and and I told them in my I was going to donate all of the if we made any proceeds, I was going to donate it all to the to the Bat Kid Fund. So you know they said we think this is a really good thing. We really trust Dana with our story. She's going to donate all the proceeds. Um, you know because we didn't want to capitalize on this amazing story. And I think right. that's what was beautiful about the story originally was like Make a Wish wasn't doing a fundraiser. They weren't really asking for anything at all. They just wanted people to come and support and cheer for that kid um so then i met the family and they're amazing and uh, we went up to their farm and they're just the coolest people um and miles is this shy little boy who you know really comes you could you know you'll, when you see the movie you'll see like he comes alive when he puts on the costume like he's this shy you know reticent kid and then he's batman all of a sudden <laughs> it's, it's very cool to watch that's awesome. So you brought up that uh, any proceeds that were made off of this movie were to go to the Bat Kid Fund. Can we talk about yeah. the Bat Kid Fund a little bit? Explain what yeah, it is sure. and what it goes to. Sure. Yeah. So the Bat Kid Fund is made, is made up of five charities um, that and Make a Wish uh, Greater Bay Area where we live. They um, put it together. So it's uh, the majority of it goes to the Make a Wish Foundation. Uh, then the toy drive for the San Francisco Police Department, who were involved in the day. Um, the, I think it's either camps or toy drive for the San Francisco Fire Department, who was also involved with the day. Um, Friends of the Urban Forest, who's like plant plant plans all around San Francisco and then one other charity I can't remember <laughs> gets but it's it's for children as well I think it's for camps for children uh, oh, oh I think it's on parks and rec like okay. the parks and rec department of nice. um, right. San Francisco so it's all the thought I think for I mean make a wish put it together but basically it was like to honor all these charities that are doing great work in San Francisco because the film really focuses on San Francisco because San Francisco were the ones that made it you know, made it happen. Shut down for the day. Right. I, re I remember seeing that, and that's all anyone talked about. You saw it on <laughs> CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. People were, it was trending on Twitter. Ben Affleck said, best Batman ever. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was just crazy. I remember seeing it. It's just about a kid who wanted to be Batman for a day, and everyone was able to just, like, just stop what they were doing. They didn't go to work that day. They just were a part of Gotham City in San Francisco, and you were able to meet with Miles and Miles's family, and like you have such a touching story to tell. Let's 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 talk about that story. Like, what was it? What was it like for meeting Miles for the first time? Did you did you guys like just like sit down and talk? Was it like did he go through the story with you? No, you know, like I've tried to, I, I'm going to say I've interviewed a lot of kids, but really it's tried to interview kids. Kids aren't the <laughs> best people to interview because kids are so matter of fact. And I think especially for Miles, like he saved Gotham City, like he played the part yep. and you know, like all of us, you know, I mean, I think we lose it, unfortunately, as we get older, but like as kids, like I'm sure you guys did exactly what Miles did, like, you know, <laughs> or you wouldn't be such big fans, like you you know, this fantasy life of children is so amazing. And so that's really what it was. And so I didn't need to interview him. It wasn't really like what we were there to do. We sat with him while he played with his toys a lot. Um, and that was really awesome. So we've talked about, you know, when he became that kid and, and how he, you know, Gotham City is Patricia, who's the Make-A-Wish Foundation. She's like, oh, that's Patricia City. That's Gotham City. And just the things he <laughs> says about it, he really, 
was into it. So it was more just being around him and then also showing what kind of a life they lead. Like they're farmers. They live in a town of a thousand people, 1000 people. Yeah. And then the fact that 25,000 people came out to support him. And, and, you know, he was also kept very separate from people his whole life because of his, you know, his treatments and he couldn't really be around so many people. So this is like Definitely. a huge coming out party for him as Batman, <laughs> as Batkid. And it's really amazing. He seems like a very, um, he's a quiet child, you know, serious, in a in a way, I would think that Bruce Wayne would be. You know? So he is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he really is. Like, he, and he's a very cool kid. Um, my son and, and Miles are now very good friends, and they they like enjoy each other very much because they're very creative kids. You know, um, he's awesome, and his parents are just the nicest people on the planet. I mean, and the fact that they just let this whole thing happen, even when they knew it was going, you know, kind of spiraling out of control. Right. They just kind of went with it. They're very young themselves. They're, um, I think his mom's 28 now, so or, or I think her 29, so she was really young, you know, yeah. 26 years old. And, you know, they've been through a lot. And, you know, I hope this overshadows some of the bad, uh, bad memories he has as a child. I hope this kind of takes them all away. So, so for the people that don't know about Miles Scott, um, he's a leukemia patient, correct? Yep, and he's in remission now. Correct. And uh, But one of the coolest things that I thought about, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the coolest things that I thought about this whole thing was that they refused to do any Make-A-Wish stuff. The parents and the family refused to do the Make-A-Wish stuff until he was better because they knew he was going to be better. They knew it was going to happen. That's like, a really good point, yeah. And yeah. like the and fact that he knew he was better and he went and saved Gotham, it, like, it had to have made it that much cooler for him. Oh, you know? yeah. I can, I think, I can yeah, do yeah, anything. I can like, yeah, it's like the end of a chapter in his life, and yeah. like, and he really was a superhero who battled like the most evil of things, you know, and and you know, good triumphed, and it was it was awesome. So yeah, it re- I think maybe that's what really gets people about the story is that the parallels to real life of the Batman, you know, right. ethos and, and character were monumental. Kyle has a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how long would you say it took you from start to finish to get the whole film? made like like when it first started to when you wrapped up how long would you say that was um so i I, you know i think we started if you count that very first shoot that was i probably like i I remember they were doing a christmas party at at, uh at police headquarters so it was like around like the you know the third week of december so we kept that from the beginning um and we finished it um we we premiered it at slam dance in park city i think it was uh January 21st. So we finished about 10 days before that. So it was just, you know, that was like the production of it. And then ever since then has been like the publicity and all that stuff, but, but pretty much for the better part of last year. That's awesome. Um, so it sounds, so it sounds like, uh, your life has kind of been on this whirlwind, why, wor- sorry, whirlwind because of like? miles and the story. And what are you looking forward to now that the film's going to be coming out? Friday in select cities. I mean, it's just such a thrill. It's like an amazing thing that Warner Brothers is bringing out this movie. I mean, as a documentary filmmaker, like an, in, I did an interview today on on a like I think it was called Truly Indie, and I'm like, we're truly indie. Like we're pretty darn small, you know. Like whenever I'm on conference calls with with Warner Brothers, they have like 20 people on the on the emails <laughs> and stuff, and they're like, who else should we talk to? I'm like, kind of me. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's really an amazing thing that, like, a big studio like Warner Brothers would take this on. And, you know, it's really amazing. Uh, So I'm just hoping that so many people go to see it because I feel like if we could give the Bat Kid Fund millions of dollars, I mean, what would be more awesome than that be the ending, you know? And, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's really a thrill. And then, you know what? It doesn't hurt for other documentary filmmakers, too, to have films, like, small film like this to, like, blow up would be amazing for all of us, you know? Right. right. Um, are there any personal, like, amazing stories that you're like, wow, this is why I got involved with Miles and make this film? Was there any stories like that that you're like, ever, like, you woke up and, like, man, I'm doing... I'm, I'm showing a movie, I'm making a movie for about this kid that's going to inspire people. Or is there any, like, personal stories for that? I mean, I think, like, one thing that really struck me, like, you know, when you're on a ride like this and it's, like, it's happening and I promised Patricia I would have a cut of the film done for the, um, Patricia's ahead of Make-A-Wish, I promised her how I would have the cut done by November 15th, which, which would have been the one-year anniversary. So I was just busting my you-know-what to get it done. So I was, like, on this whirlwind. But I think what, what struck me in making it was, and, and it strikes me about the film, too, like, the film is not really about Miles, funny enough. I mean, the film, for, for people, when they watch it, is about whatever they think it's about. Right. You know, and I always, you know, you go to watch films with your friends, I go with my husband, and, like, we think totally two different things about a film. So film is what the audience makes of it. But for me, the story is really not about Miles. I mean, his wish was amazing, and it was the the impetus for, because he, he could have done anything. He could have gone to a, on a, like, t shopping spree at Toys R Us or Disneyland or whatever, but he chose this amazing, like, epically creative and, you know, inspiring wish. Yeah. But I think that the film is really about these people who made that day for him. Um, and that's really my takeaway from the film. Like, every person in the film is cooler and more inspiring than the person who you see. Like, every time you meet somebody, like EJ, who was the Batman, and Mike, who was the Penguin, even though he's, like, a supervillain, like, he's the least villainy person you'll ever meet in all your life. And, like, you know, the, the damsel in distress, like, she's, like, this high-powered woman. And, like, they're just, every person is, like, the coolest person on the planet. Like, people you want to be friends with. Um, like, I remember they were talking about how they chose Mike the Penguin and, and EJ and Sue, the damsel and Batman, were going to a barbecue. And they were, like, you know, oh, we should choose Mike. And I'm, like, I want to go to their barbecues. These people are the coolest people on the planet just because they want to help other people. And, you know, one little anecdote that's in the film is EJ, like, they, they had these, like, video recordings of the police chief saying, that kid, save Gotham, you know, they kept having these throughout the day, and their plan was to put it on an iPhone, and EJ's like, yeah, you know, we can do that, but then I'm like an, an adult on an iPhone to Miles, what if I invented a projector that I put on my wrist and I shoot it, you know, like, because he's like, Batman would do that, he wouldn't have like, an iPhone, he would create this thing that that you could broadcast videos in the in the light of day and, and he did that he invented he he did this whole thing he invented this projector just to shoot messages from his wrist and wow. then a few days before the wish after he invented this whole cool thing he broke it he was tinkering with it and he totally just broke it oh. and my favorite line in the whole movie is he, you know he at night he like wrote a letter to the computer to the little manufacturer of the computer that he put in the thing and he said like I'm you know I, I'm doing this wish I you know broke this thing and I need it and um he said you know it probably won't work but the next day he ended up getting a call from the from the CEO of the company and said hey I'll courier this out to you give it a try see if you can make it work but before that happened he said like you know my whole life like Miles will never know that you know I'll have an iPhone and everything will be good but my whole life, I will have known I could have made it even that much better. And like that to me, like the fact that he took it to that level and made it the coolest thing for a kid you could ever possibly imagine that he, all these people took it to that level that you just don't see. And that to me is the coolest part of the movie. And, you know, Miles 
plays this like inciting role to the whole thing but it's these people that are the the heroes for sure and miles is a hero too don't get me wrong but actually like, yeah. i think that's the surprising part of the movie okay. and the whole story anytime you shut down san francisco and just and, like the fact that the mayor allowed it and the police chief allowed it, and they it, were like... all in on it too though that was like they're in they they were part of the whole thing like it's that's just amazing it's like a perfect it was like a perfect storm like all these crazy things that had to line up perfectly and just all these amazing things and then the media got wind of it and then and now here we are talking to the filmmaker who is presenting this story for everyone to see once again. And now, right. now apparently Julia Roberts is in talks to yep. play Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, right? I mean, right. it's one crazy ride. Like, I think, you know, the people in the movie, you know, who made the day that they were like, like the next day they were like, what just happened? And then I come along and then Warner Brothers buys and be like, what just happened? And then I had to call Patricia when the Julia Roberts thing was breaking and I said, Hi, can you meet me? Like we live, you know, I live like 40 minutes south of, of San Francisco. I'm like, could you meet me halfway at this bar? So I, I got there like a minute earlier. I bought like shots of tequila. I told her to drink it. And I, said, <laughs> I said, so what would I, what would you do? We videotaped it. What would you do if I said Julia Roberts wanted to play you in a movie and she just like lost it? So like it just keeps happening, you know? It's crazy. Um, we were talking about some of the characters that just brought this together and like we're here to start tell us about the uh the uber the uber car driver like we, like you were like yeah. relentless i'm happy you brought that up because wait how did you even know about that was that we, we do extensive it. research yes. here on shailene on batman this now just saying that's really good no i was obsessed with the uber driver like i got it in my head that i could find him and it, it took a lot of doing but then i found like so basically um because they shut down the whole city um the Uber driver had to, they like hit, like they couldn't get through with Lucille, the giant's mascot. So mm -hmm. they they called it Uber. The Uber brought him in. They had a police escort because they shut down all the streets in the city and they needed a police escort to bring him in. It was so funny. And I love that part of the movie. <laughs> Super funny. Um, so your, your film comes out in select theaters on Friday. And I actually just read a review before doing all this. Pete Hammond said it's from deadline. Hollywood said it's the feel good movie of the year. Like, that's, that's so awesome. Yeah, I like, saw that today when we were doing the press, and we're like, "Oh my god, that's, that was so cool!" I want to thank him on Twitter. Actually, I'll do that when we <laughs> That was very cool. That was and, very, very cool. Uh, you talked to a few days ago one of our uh, friends, Bill Rainey from BatmanOnFilm.com. He's been on before. Um, what oh, was, cool. What he was, was really nice. Yeah, he's. I'm scared of him too that he was going to ask me too many Batman questions. Uh, he's a great guy. He's, he's great super guy. funny too. Um, so what what do you work after this film comes out? I'm sh it's gonna hit big, obviously. Like I, uh, I hope look. so. I think it's coming to coming to Michigan. You know. I think, uh, well, we need to be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, I will send you. When we get off. I have to look it up. But it's in one. Of, like it sent me the four different waves that they planned. Uh -huh. And I'm pretty sure Detroit. How far is Detroit from Flint? An hour. Oh yeah. So I think it's coming to Detroit. Nice. Oh yeah. If it's in Detroit, we'll definitely. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, definitely, yeah. So what's after this movie comes out and everything, what's what's next for uh, for Dana Nachman and, and your film? Like, I'm, you're going to get offers. Somebody's going to be playing you in, next to oh. Julie Roberts. <laughs> oh, my God. Meryl Street. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know. You guys have any good superhero movies we need to do next? What's the next one? Ooh. Oh, tons. <laughs> That list is infinite. It is just forever. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I'm actually working on a film now called Pick of the Litter, 
and it's about uh, a litter of puppies that were just born like two weeks ago. Uh, and they're on this quest to become guide dogs for the blind. So it takes two and a half oh, wow. years for them to be trained from birth. And um, they have to learn to like intelligently, you know, like obey 100% of the time until the moment that they don't obey anymore and they have to intelligently disobey. So they have to like learn when not to, they, and they have to be on 100% of the time. Right. They can't just like walk their person into traffic once. So most of the dogs don't make the cut. So we're following these dogs. Actually today I had, I had a crew out there following them and I, I couldn't go, but I said to them, I'm like, so do you have one earmarked already that's going to get it? They're like, oh yeah, this other one's like lazy. It's napping while all the other ones are out. <laughs> In the end, I don't think, I don't think they're only like, um, they're like two and a half weeks old now. So. That's crazy. So what, when do you think that movie's going to come out? Um, so I, we won't be finished with it in, until three years for sure. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy? yeah, it takes two years at least. So isn't wow. that crazy? Yeah, yeah. And this one took like ten months. It was crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That is. Wow. So, so are you gonna are you gonna be working? You're gonna be working continuously on that. Are you having any other side projects you'll be working yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm writing a screenplay and I'm I'm like I'm working on a short film that will be much shorter. That'll be like that could be done within a year. And it's about this guy. It's really cool. I can show you the sand art he does, but this guy, he was um, like a professional skateboarder and like motorcyclist. And he had all these accidents. So like broke, broke every bone in his body. Mm -hmm. And then one day he became an, like an electrician um, and he fell off a ladder because he had like a spasm where he, you know, in his shoulder. And he like literally is like, it, very disabled now like he can't he can't do he, he can't work he's not working men's comp and he's kind of he like lost his girlfriend his house his parents died like he had like the worst life ever he was gonna commit suicide and he got sent to this um art rehab program and he literally could draw stick figures like originally and then all of a sudden he got they taught him how to do this this sand art on the beaches here and um he does these like have you ever seen like what tibetan monks do like yes. these like these like murals like these yeah. ones are like three football fields they're like the most amazing things you've ever seen i'll send you he, and he shoots them with a drone so you can see them from it's um, they're amazing and now he goes like basically he goes out when he's feeling well enough in the middle of the night because he like can't really he's in chronic pain all the time and he makes this like amazing art and it's like the only thing that keeps him like out of pain and then the minute he stops he's in pain again it's oh like this goodness. crazy thing and then he watches as the as the tide takes back the you know basically they get they get erased it's, like it's a really cool a sketch wow <laughs> Is that an, yeah, totally. <laughs> wow. it, how do you say it? Etch a sketch. Oh yeah, etch a sketch. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that. It's just like that. It's yeah. so crazy, but it's like literally saving his life, and it's beautiful. That is beautiful. Wow. I'm looking forward to that one too. Yeah, you got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. We have a film podcast too, so we're gonna have to keep in touch and have you on yeah, for that please. as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Is there anything else we want to ask? Uh, is there? Man, we've covered a lot here. I, I mean, okay, well, it's coming out Friday. Do you, what yes. cities is it coming out on Friday in? New York, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco this Friday, and then on the tenth, it'll be Chicago, Toronto, Washington D.C., Boston, Philadelphia, Seattle, Denver, Dallas, and Minneapolis. And then, da da da, on the twenty fourth, it'll be uh, all the ones I just mentioned, except Phoenix, uh, Atlanta, Detroit, Jacksonville. Portland, St. Louis, that's on um, the 24th of July, and then a whole bunch of others on the 31st. So, Excellent. Awesome. If you, I know, I'm like wow. so excited. I cannot believe that that's it's happening. <laughs> so, man, Dana Nachman, uh, 
director of Bat Kid Begins. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you guys. Really, thanks for reaching out. If yeah. you <laughs> see this movie and don't cry during it or something doesn't happen to you, you do not have a heart. <laughs> oh, Let's just throw that out. Tears, right? Like, I want everybody to know it's a really happy movie. Happy movie, but still, like, yeah. it's yeah. it's just beautiful. So I, we can't thank you enough for coming on. That's going to do it for episode 35 of Shailene on Batman. Go see this movie. Good night. I am the knight. I am the knight.